It is 7.06, and that's right. You heard that correctly. What? The Employment Law Show, not the Employment Hour? Yes. Turning over a new leaf here. It is the fall, and leaves are falling, and uh, we're, we're kind of uh, kicking off something new. It's the Employment Law Show, which you can hear here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and Global News Radio 980 CFPL in London, and, of course, on Global TV every weekend, Saturday morning, Sunday mornings, where you can catch Lior Sampiru, who joins us, the Employment Lawyer, and uh, if you need his services, employmentlawyer.ca. Give him a shout, 1-855-821-5900. And this show being live at 7 o'clock this evening, we are taking your calls. Your calls are top priority. Give us a shout here, and Lior can answer any questions you have about your workplace rights, uh, whether that severance package you've been offered is fair, what you should do if your employer is trying to change certain terms of your job, and that'll be the main topic for this evening. But give us a shout here, 416 416- 870-6400, and coming up, uh, we have a new show name, and we're also introducing uh, a new... Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, it, it kind of eclipses the severance pay calculator, which, Lior, you, what, launched that sucker seven years ago, I think, 2013? Seven years, that's yeah, right. That is, that is crazy. So we'll get to that, but as always on this show, the week that was, what's going on in your world, Lior? Ryan, uh, new show name, but yeah. the same old helpful information. You know, wh- what's an employment hour anyway? I, 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 I was never <laughs> sure about that. The conundrum, this is yeah. This is an, the employment law show. We're here to talk about employment law, workplace rights to solve those workplace problems. So uh, just like we've been doing for the past seven years, uh, we're here to answer those questions and hopefully uh, alleviate some of the concerns you're facing. If you've had a bad day, a bad week, something happened in the workplace, your boss did something, you want I don't know if that's legal or not take advantage call us right now we'll, we'll answer those questions and more and by calling us on the show you'll be of course be helping others they may have the same problems and uh, before we we break a bit later in the show we'll have some uh, big announcement about a new tool that i think will change uh, employment law but the week there was uh, some situations that came across my desk over the past few days uh, this one really made me shake my head, uh, thinking that the company believed they could get away with it. I spoke with a lady who recently filed a harassment complaint against a supervisor. This was a, a sexual harassment situation. The supervisor u- used uh, inappropriate language, uh, inappropriate touching, made her feel extremely, extremely uncomfortable. Uh, and she did the, exactly the right thing. She she went to uh, to the company's HR. She complained. She filed some paper, uh, completed some paperwork for harassment, and. And the company said, worry not, we're going to investigate. Well, fast forward a few weeks, uh, she gets called into a meeting with HR uh, and uh, and another uh, uh, manager. And she thinks, okay, this is about my harassment complaint. They're going to tell me what they found out. They're going to tell me what they're going to do, which would be a reasonable assumption, except no, that's not what happens. Instead, they use that meeting to say, we went through some of your files. We found a bunch of irregularities. And because of that, we think that uh, you're doing something wrong. We're going to let you go for cause and instead of her having a meeting as she expected to deal with the harassment complaint she gets fired for cause and and she calls me and i have a talk with her and so ryan here's what happens here Hmm. she files a harassment complaint they go digging through files looking and trying to see if they can find anything any reason to let her go no 
It's clear what was happening here. They wanted to get rid of her, and they knew that to get rid of her, they need to find a reason, and they tried to find a reason. They went through these files, which they never did before. So this company did so many illegal things. I don't, I'm probably going to lose count if I try to, to name them all. First of all, this is a human rights issue here when they refuse to deal with sexual harassment. It's illegal to fire someone because uh, of they, they filed a harassment complaint. That's illegal. And it's also illegal to make up cause allegations. So it's a wrongful dismissal as well. Remember, you have a right to a harassment-free workplace. You have a right to have your company take your complaint seriously, for them to investigate it and to take measures to fix the problem. And you also have a right for some due process. They can't just make up allegations. So this company did everything wrong, and they're going to have to pay a significant bill. So if you're ever in a situation where you're being mistreated, you need to reach out to me. You need to feel comfortable talking to the company as well. If you're let go with some bogus allegations, you really do have to reach out to me. Uh, Very important lessons there, Ryan. Well, the company did everything wrong, but she did the right thing. She uh, reached out to you at employmentlawyer.ca, and uh, perhaps she could have used a a special resource. We're going to touch on it in a moment, Lior, and if somebody out there is thinking, uh, maybe my situation's like hers, um, well, there's something that uh, we can offer them that can uh, help shed some light on their situation. But before we do that, can we get to a call here, Lior? Let's do it. All right. Let's say hi to Steve. Your first call of the evening on the Employment Law Show. What's your question for Lior? Yeah, good evening. Um, so I work for a company, and we we got about 50 employees, and we we're bought out by a bigger company, uh, some huge company. And so they came in with contracts, and like I read the fine print, and it it gave away it took away all our rights like they were going to pay us out our seniority and all this um so i i didn't want to do it and they let me go and they said you're not getting anything you're just getting two weeks but i've been there like 16 years but now it's a new company so i'm probably only getting two weeks right so you never actually worked for the new company or or did you no i worked for the old company and they bought the new company and i did work for them like for a bit and then they laid me off i see so 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 you started working for the new company. They wanted you to sign a contract, said not not happening, so they let you go. Yeah, and I read it, and it said they were going to pay out seniority, and then they, and in the future they could just lay us off with only two weeks um, pay and all this other stuff in the fine print. So, so, so here's the beauty of this. Uh, once you started working for that new company, you become their employee and they inherit your service. And it doesn't matter what the contract says. You have a right not to have to sign the contract once you've already started it. So they, they can let you go. But they have to pay you severance based on your total 16 years with that company. 16 years. Now, you've been there for 16 years. Uh, Steve, how old are you? What kind of a job? I'm 60. Yeah. And, and what, uh, what are you doing? It's an electrician in a manufacturing plant. So you'd be looking at about 18 to 20 months of pay, okay? That's what you'd be owed. Forget about two weeks, forget about 16 weeks, forget about 50 weeks. 18 to 20 months pay is what you're owed. And it's extremely important that you give me a call. This situation, as extreme as it sounds, is actually very, very straightforward. Your entitlements are not complicated, and we'll be able to resolve that quickly. I say within probably a couple of weeks, Steve, you made a smart call today. Make the next smart call and call me at the office. And Steve, that number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Definitely have to give Lior a call. And a quick reference if you forget the number, it's employmentlawyer.ca. And we're going to get to Patrick and Mark in a moment here, uh, Lior. But uh, something big we have to discuss here, and it could be 
I mean, the severancepaycalculator.com. Uh, that that was a big game changer uh, for for not only employment law but for people who need uh, help from an employment lawyer. But uh, the newest one that uh, you've worked on here, where we're talking years, man, is PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca. What is that about? So, Ryan, I'm so excited to announce this. This has been uh, a long time in, in the making. So we created the severancepaycalculator.com about seven years ago to allow people to find out their, their entitlements if they lost their job. But so many people have other issues, other questions, other problems, more than just how much severance am I owed. And I wanted to make it as easy as possible for people to get that information, not just severance. So I created a brand new tool called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's like having your own lawyer with you in your pocket at any time, whether you have a smartphone or, or a tablet. Tablet may be hard to put in your pocket, but you get the idea. <laughs> so pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, what does it do? It does a number of things. We, we know that it's gonna, it can help you calculate your severance. We've, we've put that in there as well. But it can help you determine whether or not you were terminated for cause. Did the company have cause to let you go? Is what you did bad enough to be cause? It can determine if you're an employee or an independent contractor. We talk about that often on this show. You may be misclassified. If you want to know if you're really an employee or a contractor, go to uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It can determine if you've been constructively dismissed, whether what the company did to you was legal or illegal. That's a constructive dismissal. You can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for that. If your human rights have been violated, maybe you've been discriminated, you want to know if what the company's doing is legal or not, again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. If your situation qualifies as workplace harassment, if you have issues with your long-term disability insurer, all this, the pocketemploymentlawyer.ca does. So I took the, the most uh, common things that I do, the most common issues that I deal with, and I incorporated that, incorporated that into the pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We're using technology here to allow people to have a lawyer. You already have a lawyer right now. If you have a smartphone, you have a lawyer already. It's with you, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. This is not a tool that's going to give you articles to read nonsense. It's going to tell you in your situation, After you answer a few questions, it's going to tell you, yes, you've been constructively dismissed. Yes, you're an employee, not an independent contractor. Remember, it's free. It's anonymous. It's easy to use, and it takes no time. It takes literally seconds. You answer three or four questions in each category, and you get the answers that you need. If you ever had questions, if you ever wanted to know about your situation, whether it's a recent situation or even a past situation, grab your smartphone right now. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. If you're speaking with your colleagues, your friends, your neighbors, your family, and they have a workplace issue, they want to know if they have entitlements, if they have rights, tell them to go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. I'm extremely proud of it. I'm extremely happy about it. I want everyone to make it the very first place you go to, even before you call a lawyer. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That information is so valuable. Check it out. Give me your feedback. Uh, This is revolutionary. I'm so excited to be able to offer it to everyone. We've been working on it for the last two years, uh, and I hope that people take advantage. So severance pay calculator, then this. What's next? I think you're going to have to have robotic employment lawyers you just dispatch to people's homes. (laughs) uh, Uber lawyer. (laughs) There we go. Quick, get the URL, Lior. Quick. Well, let's jump back to a quick call here before we uh, take a break and get to more calls. We have a ton of people waiting to talk to you, Lior. Uh, Patrick and Kentville, you're next. What's your question? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a quick question. Um, I've heard you talk about um, employers needing to accommodate uh, when it comes to family, like um, 
unreschedulable appointments and such. Yes. My wife and I are um, foster parents, and often what comes up when we take in a new child is uh, like a lot of appointments that are way out of town. Um, the appointments can take like three or four hours. And up till now, I've been able to work with my employer to sort of get around these. But I'm curious if they have a if I have a right to dem- like not demand. I'm not sure what the right word is, but to I, it, I yeah. If you have a right to be accommodated. Yeah, because they're a foster kid. They're not necessarily, and they're sometimes temporary. But still, it's my duty. Yeah, it's it's an excellent question. So so certainly having a foster child is is going to trigger the duty to accommodate. The real question is those appointments. Number one, are they necessary appointments? Something you have to attend. And for example, if you, if you're attending with your wife, is it something that you both need to attend? Now, I, I don't know enough about the the, the foster family uh, situation to, to be able to say. But if you have an appointment that as a result of being a foster parent, you absolutely must attend and your present absolutely must be there, then yes, your employer has a legal obligation to accommodate you. That may mean giving you flexibility with your job, giving you flexibility in terms of leaving, uh, maybe rescheduling things to allow you to make that happen. But it's not enough to say that, hey, I'd like to be there. That's not enough to trigger the duty to accommodate. It needs to be a necessary thing, your attendance. Mm-hmm. Well, they are pretty necessary. They're often like court-ordered like visitations with the parents. So that's like a, we have no choice. We have to then, make it work. Then your employer does have to accommodate. And, and again, you, we, we said the word demand. The way I would approach it is I would tell your employer, Here's, I have because I'm a foster parent, I have the obligation to attend this. And, and please, please uh, be flexible with me. If they give you a hard time, reach out to me. Sometimes just a quick letter from me reminding them of their obligation may give them enough of a you know kick in the pants, so to speak. So if they give you a hard time, let me know. But yes, from the sounds of it, Patrick, they would have the obligation to accommodate you. Uh, Patrick, thanks for the call. And the number is one 855 And Lior, um, he could have used pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the human rights violation section, uh, which covers that off, refuse to accommodate your child care or other family needs. Absolutely. So if you want to know if there's a human rights issue, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca would work for this, would work for almost every situation. Check it out, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. All right, we'll get back to some more calls. Mark's been waiting. He'll be up next, as is Michael and others. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca has been unleashed from the cage. And, of course, uh, to get in touch with Leo anytime, 1-855-821-5900 or employmentlawyer.ca. We're back in a moment. It's the Employment Law Show Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, 980 CFPL in London. That's right. 723 Employment Hour, no more. It's the Employment Law Show, ladies and gentlemen. And to get a, a hold of Lior Sanfiru, the employment lawyer, it's employmentlawyer.ca. Can't get more simple than that. 1-855-821-5900. And uh, we just discussed it before the break. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Go to that before you call an employment lawyer. And uh, there's a, a bunch of different sections. And you can plug in the information uh, pertaining to your current uh, employment situation. If changes are being made to your job, you've uh, been given a severance package. If you think your human rights have been violated, the pocket an employment lawyer can tell you what your situation, what you need to do, your next steps. So go to it, check it out, tell everybody about it, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But let's get back to the calls here, Lior. We have a ton of people waiting to talk to you, my friend. And uh, we'll say good evening to Mark in Newmarket. What's your question? Good evening, gentlemen. Hey. Um, my, a friend of mine uh, works in a hair salon, and she's been there uh, between three and six months. 
a little, little after uh, three months, but uh, six months of probation. And she was working one day, and she received a, a, a call from the police that her daughter had been in a serious car accident. So during work, she left work to go to the hospital. And then when she uh, came back, I think the next day, they fired her. Wow. So I'm not sure what her legal rights are, being on probation still. Yeah, no, this is this is bad. I mean, forget about the law for a second. What a, what a terrible thing to do. I wanted to use a, a strong word. I won't do that. But what, what a horrible, horrible thing to do. In, almost inhumane. I mean, I can't imagine anyone doing that. But here's the thing. It's also illegal. Uh, it's illegal to do that in a number of respects. Number one, she is allowed to take emergency leave, family care leave, uh, if, if there's a family situation that requires her attendance, and she cannot be fired. Not only can she not be fired, once she takes that that type of a leave, in this case it's only a day, which is nothing, she's entitled to take it up to eight weeks. She has this dome of protection around her, so they cannot fire her. This could also be potentially a human rights violation. Whether she was on probation or not does not change that. So so even though she had all only been there for a few months she may have significant entitlements what this employer did is illegal and and frankly i don't want them to get away with it i really don't it, it bothers me you know as a parent myself that anyone would do that so have her give me a call let, let, let me speak to her let me see how i can help but they even this company she, should not get away with it even though if she like rushed out of the, uh, the job like absolutely she, absolutely who, who wouldn't in this type of situation yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree yeah no, it's okay. illegal, and, and certainly once they found out what happened, they should have absolutely allowed her to, to continue working, uh, and, and otherwise it's, it's completely legal. Have her reach out to me, please. And mark the number for her to reach out to is one 821 5900 or employmentlawyer.ca, uh, and email help at employmentlawyer.ca. Uh, Michael in Oshawa, what's your question for Lior this evening? Yeah, thank you for the, taking the call. Uh, I'm a 16-year-old uh, senior business consultant. Um, I was retained by a consulting firm east of Toronto that uh, to deal with uh, their clients, CEOs. So I worked with the senior executive of clients. Um, I did it for about six, seven months. So I got the top ranking in the entire organization, um, and that was Project A. So there's a bucket of money for that particular project. Because of that success, they asked me to get into another program, and uh, but they said there'd be small hours to begin with, but they'd build over long-term and we'd get into full-time work. Over the next three, four months, I got little hours until I, one day they simply said that we are um, going to let you go. Uh, there was no explanation other than we're letting you go, and they offered me five hours severance. A whole five hours? Wow. <laughs> whole, I, I thought it wise to turn that down. Good, good man. Yes, good man. So, so how long did you work there total? Uh, probably about a year. Uh, a year, and most recently, what kind of hours were you putting in? Most recently, it was like not much at all. It was like, you know, uh, maybe twenty hours a month. Uh, but the promise was there to build more hours. And other than this work that you were doing for them, about twenty hours a month, were you doing any other work? Were you working for others, other companies? I was working for on my own. But, but did you have uh, customers? Did you have clients? Or, or at this point, was this your only gig? This was my only gig. Okay. So here's the thing. It, it's quite possible that you're the, the what we call a dependent contractor. So in the eyes of the law. So not an independent contractor and, and not an employee in between. And the reason why that's important is if you are a dependent contractor, 
then you actually would be owed severance pretty much like an employee. And if you've been there for a year, I think you said you're 60 and as a business consultant, you could be looking potentially as much as six months pay. So that's what's at stake, even after only a year. So I definitely think that uh, you were very, very wise in not accepting the five uh, uh, the five hours pay. If they had offered you five months, yeah, maybe we're getting closer. But the five hours uh, uh, respectfully decline. Uh, so I definitely want you to reach out to me and and let's have a, a more in depth discussion about that. And by the way, for for all our listeners out there, classic a case of someone not actually being an independent contractor. And by the way, this is also information that you could plug in and, and find out the results in pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There we go. And Michael, the number to call uh, Lior at is one 821 That's to reach Lior and his team on the website employmentlawyer.ca. And yeah, I was just about to point that out, Lior. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And one of the sections is for an independent contractor. And that's a common question with the people who are unsure. They're being told they're an independent contractor, but they think, ah, I'm, I'm not so sure you can run through the process on pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and, and find out for certain. Ryan, we have dozens of people listening to us right now, I assure you, that are misclassified, that on paper are are treated as contractors or consultants or independents, whatever you want to use, but in the eyes of the law, they are employees. So if you've always wondered, hey, I wonder if I'm really an employee or an independent contractor, no need to wonder anymore. Just go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, find out for yourself, and that's extremely important in case you ever uh, were to lose that job, because if you really are an employee or even a dependent contractor, you would be owed significant severance. So check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Just one of the things that it can do is determine whether you're an employee or an independent contractor. I'll get to Ron in a second, but I did want to point out uh, the previous caller, five hours of severance. Are we going to start seeing employers cutting it down to like minutes and seconds in terms of severance offers? Uh, that's that's your, really cutting it down your there. Severance, your severance starts now, yeah. and it's, it's over. And yeah. It's no, done. Uh, yeah. That will be interesting. Yeah, come on now. 416 870 we're taking your calls live here on the Employment Law Show and Global News Radio 640 Toronto and 980 CFPL in London. And your calls are priority. And let's jump right back to them, Lior. Ron in Toronto. Ron, what's your question? Hi, good evening. I love your show, Leroy. Great. Thank you. Uh, listen, my question, I am a, uh, I'm a unionized employee, right? We have a collective agreement. And the company that I work for what they're doing after you take your five let's say you have five sick days and after your five sick days they want you to go to a third party company and sign a form where they could uh get all your medical records or they will refuse to pay you is that a human rights violation does that go above the collective agreement well, here's the thing. Unless this is something that they're permitted to do in the collective agreement, this is illegal and nonsense and absolute uh, insanity, frankly. But here's the thing. The, the, first of all, in terms of whether or not this is legal or not, in other words, is this permitted in the collective agreement, you have no, to talk no, to the union. Not. 
Okay. Well, then if it's not, the only one that can actually do something about it for you to tell them to back off, to tell them that that's inappropriate is the union. So it's only the union. There's nothing that you can do outside the union, unfortunately. There's nothing that I can do or any employment lawyer can do for you uh, outside of the union. So you have to speak with the union on this. It's certainly nonsense, but I can say that as much as I want. Ultimately, it's up to the union to to enforce that. And that's true. Uh, Ryan, I think you know this as well. For for all unionized employees, if there's a dispute or an issue or, or a problem with the employer, if you're unionized, the only one that's allowed to help you is the union. And unfortunately, if the union doesn't want to or doesn't do a good job, you don't really have other options. It has to be the union. Obviously, it's very different in a non-unionized environment, which is where I come in and, and, and my team. Hey, Ron, thank you for the call and for anybody in, in his position, maybe in a non-unionized setting, uh, to call Lior. It's one 821 Now, Lior, uh, in a non-unionized environment, no union, uh, can an employer ask to see your medical records for any reason? Can they make that demand? Absolutely not. Okay. The only thing your employer is entitled to ask or entitled to, to uh, inquire about is whether or not you can work and if you and what your limitations are. So if you provide a clear doctor's note saying, yes, you can work or no, you can't, or yes, I can work with these limitations, that's it. That's the only thing that your employer is allowed to ask. They can't say, well, we don't believe your doctor. We want to see your full files. Or they can't ask, what is your actual medical condition? What treatment are you getting? Nonsense. It's irrelevant whether you have a herniated disc or suffering from anxiety. Whether you can work or you cannot work is the only relevant issue. And I've seen many situations, just like Ron had described, Mm. uh, where employers are are reaching and trying to find or, or trying to get information that they're not entitled to have. So you absolutely can say no to that. And if your employer keeps bugging you, that could be a constructive dismissal. It could be a human rights violation. It's illegal. Don't let that happen. Well, uh, while we do have the phone lines open at 416-870-62400 or star 640 on cell here on the Employment Law Show, we are live taking your calls and they are a priority. Uh, maybe we can, you mentioned constructive dismissal there, Lou, or maybe we can wander further down that path here uh, before we get back to some more calls. And I'm sure you've heard many questions from people uh, across the province asking, you know, they, well, they want to know if their employer can do certain things or not, what their employment rights are in the workplace. So let's, uh, if you're ready for it, let's tackle some of those questions. Let's just throw them at you here. Yep. Uh, the first one is, can my employer change my job or hours of work? So whenever we're talking about constructive dismissal, the kind of the, the, the most simplest, most obvious form of constructive dismissal happens when the employer changes the job or changes the, 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 the compensation, when the employer makes those significant changes to the terms of employment. That is not something your employer is allowed to do. And it's a question that I get very often. Can my employer do this to me? Well, in most cases, the employer cannot. They can't change your job, your duties, your responsibilities, your compensation, certainly. If they do, but that gives you an option. You can choose, of course, to accept that change if that's what you prefer, or you can choose to treat that change as a constructive dismissal. You can treat that as a termination and get your severance at that point. So, no, your employer cannot do that to you. Now, it's not every change, and this is important to say, Ryan, it's not every change that results in a constructive dismissal. If you operate machine A and now they want you to operate machine B, unless there's a good reason as to why you don't want to do it or can't do it, that's probably okay. If you make uh, $75,000 a year and they're going to reduce you to $74,000, that's not going to make you happy. 
but it's probably not a constructive dismissal. Uh, it's because it's just not a significant enough of a change. So most of the time, the employer cannot make significant changes. If you want to know whether the change that you're uh, going through, if that's legal or if it's a constructive dismissal, we talked about it all night, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to, to in- enter your information. And by the way, it's anonymous. You don't put in your name. You don't even put in the company's name. But you can find out whether the change that's been implemented for you, whether that is a, a legal or illegal change. And by the way, we did we forgot to mention that if you want to, from the pocket employment lawyer, once you get your result, you can reach out to me directly. There's a button there you can just push to reach out to me to contact me with that information so that I can help you. Definitely check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. So, uh, and going to the constructive dismissal, say Bob is being asked to move from cubicle A to the cubicle next to him, uh, that's not really a major change. So, it's again, it's a small stuff that doesn't really factor into the situation here. Right. Not every change. It has to be a, a, a change that would be considered significant. And sometimes it's not obvious what's significant and what's not. So, if you're not sure, again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca or call me and we can talk about it. And I'll be able to tell you whether, yes, this does rise to the level of constructive constructive dismissal, or if it doesn't. And it's one 821 to get a hold of Lior and his team. Uh, let's continue to the next one here. Lior, can my employer put me on a performance improvement plan? So the, the short answer to that is yes, but it has to be legitimate. So you, you should not be put on a performance improvement plan if there's no basis for it. If you've done nothing wrong, if you can show that the company, uh, to the company you've done nothing wrong, that your performance is where it should be, then no, that's not a legitimate performance improvement plan. Your employer can put you on one if that if if there's reasons why you're, you're not uh, you know meeting the standards that they want, if they're trying to bring you up to the level that they need you to be in, that's okay. What a performance improvement plan means is the company is going to create a, a, a plan uh, that uh, that's going to allow you to hopefully improve uh, how you do your job, improve your performance. It's going to have milestones that you have to meet. It's going to have uh, times where the company is going to check in with you, and it's also going to outline what the company is going to do to support you in meeting those uh, those goals. So it's okay, but in some situations, I've seen this often, it's not legitimate. The company is using that as an excuse potentially to let the person go or or to push them out to make them resign. So if that ever happens to you, if you feel that the company is not putting you on a legitimate performance improvement plan, I need you to say so to the company. I need you to put that in writing that you don't agree with it, that you don't accept it, that you don't think it's legitimate, and, and explain why. You don't have to be aggressive about it. You don't have to be overly confrontational, but it's important to be direct. Because if you don't do that and they put you in a performance improvement plan that's not legitimate, you're considered to have accepted it. And down the road, that can hurt you. So, yes, you can be put on a performance improvement plan, but it has to be legitimate. And I think I think the problem is, Lior, people, as soon as they're told they're uh, we're putting you on a performance improvement plan, they think it's that's the death sentence. Or there's nothing they can do about it. And they, as you say, don't accept it, but people do. And then they just wait for the inevitable to happen when it's too late at that point. Um, it, it, not, not a good idea to do that. Absolutely. No. And, of course, if you want to find out uh, if your situation uh, qualifies for constructive dismissal, pocket employment lawyer. Lior, let's get to the next one here. And of course, uh, we're taking your calls live here on the Employment Law Show. Give us a shout, 416-870-6400 or star 640 on cell. Uh, Can my employer pay me less than the other employees? It sucks when you find out that that's going on, but is it what legal? Is it legal? So, you know, this is another interesting one, which the answer really is depends. Generally, yes. Generally speaking, an employer can pay people differently 
as long as it's not for discriminatory reasons. So the employer can't pay women less than men. They can't pay immigrants less than people that are not immigrants. So Because that would be discrimination. That's illegal. But just because we have uh, three uh, employees doing the same job does not necessarily mean that they're all going to be paid the same. There's allowances for differences in, in experience, uh, in length of employment, in, in negotiating skills perhaps. So the fact that someone else may be paid uh, more than you in and of itself is not illegal it may be unfair but it's not necessarily illegal of course unless it's a discriminatory uh, unless there's a discriminatory reason in which case it's a human rights violation you cannot be paid less because you're a woman and you'll talk to many women and they'll tell you that they they are paid less and that's illegal Our human rights laws don't allow that and if you ever feel that's what happens to you you really have to reach out to me but unless it's a discriminatory reason Ryan an employer can pay employees differently uh, we're going to get to an email here before we jump back to the calls, Lior. Uh, apparently, somebody's called in and they're asking, "Why do we? What's wrong with the employment hour? Why is it the employment law show? It's people. People don't like change in any shape, way, or form, do they?" <laughs> well, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's just changing with the times. And we're yeah. uh, making the show so that people know what we're here for, what we're talking about. It's the Employment Law Show. It's easy. It's, it's I think it's catchy. So uh, people will get used to it. Beautiful. There we go. And uh, to get a hold of Lior, it's one 821 or uh, simply online, employmentlawyer.ca. You can always email him, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we have one from Fred. Uh, it says, I drive a school bus. My employer is federally regulated and H. HR told me that I only get two weeks severance pay if I'm let go. Is that right? Nonsense. Nonsense. Very, very important to, to understand that. Now, your minimum entitlements may be different if you're federally regulated or provincially regulated, but your full entitlements, what we call your common law termination entitlements, are the same. They're based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So even if you're federally regulated, and I'm talking to all you truckers out there, for example, you still have the same termination entitlements as anyone else. So Go to uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to find out how much you're owed in that situation. It's not two weeks pay. It's significantly more. If not, then that's a wrongful dismissal. Another email here as well, uh, Lior. It's from Sean. It says, I was let go for cause because my employer said I missed too many days of work for medical reasons. Can they do that? Uh, well, here's the thing. If you miss it for legitimate medical reasons, and if you provide doctor's uh, notes to corroborate that, then no, it would be illegal to let you go in most cases. Now, if if it's one of those things where you've missed weeks of work here, you know, not necessarily at the same time, but over time, and it's, it's just small stuff, it's not really a disability, at some point, the employer may be able to let you go, but they'd still have to pay you severance. But generally speaking, you can take uh, time off, uh, unpaid even, uh, for for medical reasons, if, of course, you are suffering from a more serious condition, something that could be considered a disability, you cannot be let go even if you miss a year's work or two years' work. Uh, that would be illegal. The company still has to allow you to be an employee and to make all efforts to take you back. So the devil's in the details. Generally speaking, if you're taking time off work because you're sick, it's legitimate. You have a doctor's note. If, you, if your employer asks for it, you cannot be fired or penalized if you are Again, wrongful dismissal could be a human rights violation. Definitely a good time to reach out to me. And uh, Lior, we have uh, just a couple minutes under two minutes left here. And of course, if you want to get a hold of Lior and his team, it's employmentlawyer.ca and 1-855-821-5900. But uh, let's talk again, Lior, before uh, we wrap up here at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Why is this such an important, uh, could you call it a game-changing tool here? 
Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, just over the over the course of the show, the last 30 minutes, already got people uh, using it and, and, and sending me uh, emails because they've used it and they've liked it. It's a pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We, we've, we've wanted to give everyone their own employment lawyer to be with them. So you, you may not realize this, but right now, if you have a smartphone, if you have a desktop or tablet, you already have an employment lawyer. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca does what I do. Essentially assesses your entitlements, assesses your situation. You know, technology is great, and we're using it to benefit people, to allow access to information, to to legal information. There's nothing like that uh, out there. I expect that uh, a few years from now, uh, some competitors will try to create it. That's okay. But pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the very first place you go to if you have a workplace issue, take advantage. You already have an employment lawyer. Oh, and did I mention it was free? Uh, I, I think so, but it's so it's just like this efforts pay calculator. All these ways you mentioned, all these ways online to get a hold of you, Lior. I don't know when you're going to find time to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I just answer questions all day. I love that. That's good. <laughs> hey, there we go. And the best ways to get a hold of them: pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, giving Lior a shout one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, or online employmentlawyer.ca. That does it for another night here on the Employment Law Show, and we'll be back at it. Uh, On the weekend, it's Global News Radio 640 Toronto and 980 CFPL in London.